Welcome to the end of the fucking line. Sick. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, it's podcast time. Here comes the intro. Okay. Okay, we did it. That was the intro. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it totally happened. That's fine. <laughs> hey. What? Uh, what's up, man? <laughs> not too much, really. Not much at all. <laughs> yeah, it's uh we're we're living in the the quarantine. Yep. The quarantine A whole lot zone. of nothing. Actually, I'm kind of curious because I know that you uh, you're very cautious as to germs already. <laughs> Has your life changed like at all? Um, well, I, I was doing everything almost that we're already doing before all of this, uh, and this is kind of like this is like my ideal society, <laughs> minus the, you can't do anything. That kind of sucks. Cause then I just sit and like ruminate in my brain, but no, like walking into a store and everybody's wearing a face mask and everybody's sanitizing everything and no one gets within six feet of you ever. Like I couldn't ask for a more like perfect realization of like a functioning society. Yeah. Are people actually taking it seriously around you? Yeah. Um, well, at least like in the cities. So I'm in the Twin Cities right now, and people are taking it pretty seriously around here. But if you get out in like rural areas, you'll have like people being like, you know, wearing a mask is dumb. And I'm like, I didn't ask you. But if you cough, they go away. So. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're in Minnesota? Yeah. Did you not know that? I've been, I've been here for like a year. All right. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's it's good. It's better than Wisconsin, so. Yeah, you were in Wisconsin for a while, right? Yep. And then Boston, and then Rhode Island, and then Minnesota. Wait, so. what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Have we not talked in that long? It has been a minute. It's been a little while, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, fuck. Uh, hey, uh, this is Sarah Longfield, everybody. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Uh, how would you how would you describe yourself to the unknowing person? Like just like objectively, or like from like a musical standpoint, like emotionally. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's say all three. <laughs> okay, um, objectively, I'm average height, average weight. I have brown hair. <laughs> um, emotionally, I'm doing very poorly. Physically, also doing poorly, and. Um, Creatively, I am the same. <laughs> Just coping. <laughs> so. So what do you what do you what do you do for those who have no idea who you are? Oh, um, I reluctantly do YouTube, um, and I'm doing that currently to pay my way through college, which I am very grateful for. But I hate being on video. Um, Dude, and nice. Yeah, it's really sick. And that's kind of that's pretty much my main gig right now. I haven't been touring because I'm in college, so. I'm actually really surprised that you led with uh, YouTube. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't anticipate this being where I'm at right now in my life, but not complaining. Like I said, I'm grateful to still have a job, kind of, if you could call it that. Um, but 
I do miss touring, but I wanted a, a college degree, and I had the opportunity, so I jumped. Yeah, that's sick. Yep. It's what good. are you What are you colleging? Um. Well, I haven't settled on a major yet, and I usually and like I'm not my major. It could go like one of three very polar opposite ways, and two of those three ways are very like socially frowned upon. So I don't talk about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd. I'm so curious about that now. <laughs> it's just like, you know, if you go to college for anything other than like nursing or business, people are like, oh, fuck you. You'll never make a living. And I'm like, yeah, well, OK, no one I, like everyone was like, you're never going to make a living doing music or YouTube. And like, so fuck it. Like, I'm just going to bat like oh for five on all of the worst things you can try to make a living at. So I like the idea that somebody's like mad at you for what you chose. <laughs> like yeah. somebody's like, "Fuck you for doing culinary arts." Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, okay, I'm saving you jobs. Like, you should be grateful. Yeah, like I, I'm, you know, I'm leaving this business consulting job open for you. So come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. So. Wow, I'm just still so blown that you led with YouTube. I really expected it would be like I'd I make electronic music and art in in a hole for months at a time, and then oh, I God. emerge and that's the truth. <laughs> that's like really what I do. But there's just I don't make any money doing that. <laughs> so I feel like you know when people are like, "What do you do? Like, what's your job?" Well, YouTube is my job, but. I don't like, I, I would rather just lay on the floor and be like apathetic and then get up and paint and then lay on the floor again and then make some electronic music and then, you know, maybe play that live someday. You would prefer that. Oh, yeah. And de- like, <laughs> far and above. You'd prefer laying on the floor being apathetic. <laughs> oh, I'd do that anyways. But if I could get paid for the paintings and the, and the music, that would be prime. Did you, uh, have you ever like live streamed painting? I'm, like, terrified of live streaming. Oh, shit. I want to get into it so bad, but I have this hard mental block. Like, I don't know if it's from, like, 12 years of YouTube abuse, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean, where you're like, oh, man. (laughs) Do I really want to just be more on the internet, even more live and visible and on camera? It, like, it definitely gets to a point where you're like, cool, I just never stop. Like, the other day I was like, man, I'm just, like, super burnt out on the music stuff. I want to take a break. So I, like, fired up my PlayStation, and then I was like, oh, well, you know what? Like, I could be streaming this. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, yeah, I should should turn my taking a break into work also. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the pot and into the fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. And then, like, if you try to take a break from anything for too long, like, that, like, I don't know about you, but for me, like, I suffer so bad mentally and I hate myself so much that, like, the punishment of doing the thing that I think I'm burned out on is somehow, like, less than the other, like, the punishment of everything else. So then I'm, like, renewed in it again. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a curse. Oh, my lordy. Yeah, I think there's so much kind of self-punishment that goes into, like, being an artist. (laughs) Yeah. Which is interesting because, you you know, you want to uh, attempt to feel better. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Tony about this the other night. Um, I suppose since we're on a podcast, I should, like, introduce Tony. Um, Tony Simone. We talked about him him in the last episode, too. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, hell yeah, I love Tony so much. Uh, I feel like 
our brains are linked somehow. Um, but I was talking to him about it and I was like, dude, you know, I feel like I started making art because I felt so shitty that like I just wanted something to distract me. And then hopefully when I became an adult, like things would be better. But I'm still doing the same thing like that I was doing when I was 13, like still just trying to cope with existence <laughs> by making things. And they start to feel more and more meaningless because I've been doing it with like net neutral results for 20 years, you know? Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> That is way too real. <laughs> He's like, dude, you need to go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I feel that. I think it's like somewhere between like I have to do this to make myself feel better and also like kind of almost like a getting the musical or like artistic idea out is like having a spider on you and being like, oh, fuck, I got to get this thing off. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a, a terrible coping mechanism riddled with unexpected bad things. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You really picked like the best week to do to do the podcast with me. I'm a bundle of joy today. Dude, I love it. What's uh what's going on? What's what's <laughs> How's your week? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what day it is. I never know. I haven't known what day it was. Everybody's like, oh, it's quarantine. I don't know what day it was. I'm like, I, I haven't known what day it is in like six years. Like, I have no <laughs> reference point for anything. Like, I don't know how old I am. I don't know how I got here. Like, I'm all right, you know? I'm yeah, doing the I same mean, you thing managed to get doing. scurvy on tour and you, you survived. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm like, I don't know. It's been the... The whole not touring thing has been sick for that. Like, actually, not sick because I haven't been sick since my last tour. So, yeah, I mean, we I'm, were... like, I'm like sick like all the time, but not like not like the flu. I'm just like physically not built to be alive. But barring that, I don't have any like horrible like tour sicknesses. <laughs> I thought you were just getting real stoked about yourself for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, dude, I'm just fucking <laughs> sick all the time. <laughs> dude, I'm so sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Kelly and I were talking about that in the last podcast. We were like, "Yeah, Sarah's just <laughs> perpetually <laughs> sick on tour." It was so bad. Like on the last one, this was this was what shut me down forever. I was like, "I'm done. I'm going to college." Like the universe is pushing me away from this. Like, so I got food poisoning, and then like you know, I'm like terrified of throwing up. So I didn't throw up and just felt like garbage for like hours. And then not even a week later, like we had tour the next day. So like I got food poisoning, then had to go on tour twelve hours later, and then five days into that tour, Derek got the worst food poisoning I've ever seen anybody get in their whole life, and we had to take him to the ER because he was just scream spewing. At both ends and like <laughs> we were somewhere in Washington and we had to pull over and like get a motel six he had to have his own separate room it was that bad and it oh was my like God. and then like the next day I got strep throat or the flu I'm not sure it was like both I had a fever of like 103 and my tonsils were so swollen like I couldn't breathe and like I was just Ooh. like I was I was like I like had a weird fever delusion and I was like crying and I was like, I'm going to start a farm. Like I'm done with this forever. And, <laughs> and then our van broke twice and our drummer dropped off the tour like the next week. And then like, uh, like we got lied to, we got robbed. Uh, some guy tried to drug our drinks. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm so done. Dude, I can't do this. What? <laughs> yeah. So I know we've had some pretty rough tours, but I think that one took the cake. This is like, that's straight up like all shit that you'd hear like Al Moomin say for like reasons Harp Machine isn't playing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
That might that might have been a little too direct of a call out, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> like all of that in what how long was the tour? Like three weeks. No fucking way. Yeah, it was every day something horrible happened. That no, that's like multiple horrible things a day. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't fit that into three weeks one a day. Yeah, no, and there's more. <laughs> like I said, I've just blanked it out. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> so you like touring then? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's the best. No, honestly, I'm I kind of miss it, but not like that. I'm I'm like getting old, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. You're a, you're still a youngin, right? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that young. I'm I'm 27. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're the we're the same age. Yeah. Yeah, I'm start. I I've I've started feeling it. Yeah. Playing shows and stuff, where I'm like, oh shit, I'm not like 18 and invincible anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you headbang through one song and you wake up and you're like, I didn't even drink anything and I feel hungover. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, yeah I've been uh, I've been not drinking for over a year now. Dude, congrats! And same, actually, I stopped drinking a little bit over a year ago. Hell yeah! Hey, woo! <laughs> That's fucking sick. It's That's pretty good crazy. Stuff. I know we had some we had some pretty drunk times for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whiskey Sarah times. <laughs> uh, I kind of miss the chaos, but I know Derek doesn't miss the chaos. <laughs> yeah. Man, the just like it's an image that I think is going to be forever burned into my head. It's like <laughs> a couple of different times when you like you were having a terrible day. But yeah, which time was that? <laughs> <laughs> and and like you you're starting up with the anxiety, like you can just kind of see it kind of pulling oh, yeah. its way in. Yeah. And like, the dead look in my eyes before the like <laughs> well, absolute not crippling look, though, fear like, and depression. Yeah. yeah. See, that's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like Sarah's anxiety face. Yeah. yeah. Is just in a part of my brain forever. Like you're oh, just kind of sitting quietly <laughs> and your eyes look four times as big as humanly possible. Oh man. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what's going on in her head, but I'm sure it is like the it's worst dark. torture that could ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, yep, dark places. Yeah, whiskey was fun, but sometimes it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always fun at, at NAM. Like, it just drunk Sarah, it's drunk Sarah shows up out of nowhere and is just like, hey! And then I turn around and you're gone. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. It's like being visited by like a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, like a really <laughs> shitty, sad ghost. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Don't good times. We're, we're old now. <laughs> we're done with that. Now we just get to be regular sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we got here just because I was saying uh, I, I get hungover without drinking now. Yes. That I feel that. sucks. Yeah, the last time I drank alcohol, uh, I had a white claw, and I shit, just a white claw, one, <laughs> and I shit out clear liquid the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> My body didn't even process it. I pooped out the white claw. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just, I'm over this. I'm so done. Oh I was like nauseous, God. and it was bad, and I'm, I'm just done, so... 
No more fun times. <laughs> <laughs> you can have fun without, uh, you know. Yeah, no more fun drunk times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. What, what <laughs> Where to go from there? <laughs> you just put out a signature guitar. Hell yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing is like talking about shitting and then being like, so this professional thing in your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. How uh, how's that how's that going? Tell Surprisingly me. well. Uh, we've been That's we've been sick. doing good. We're we're gonna transition um, into a budget model. So it and it's not gonna have as many bells and whistles as the current model. So if anybody's watching this and they're like, I think I want this guitar, you should get it because there aren't gonna be any more of those ones left. So we're gonna do. Um, a more budget-friendly model this upcoming year, though, and I'm excited about that too, though. You know, because like obviously, as a broke person, I know I know the feel. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, there's so many companies that I wanted to work with that I'm just like, I can't, I can't sell this. Like, as somebody who's come from like, I got four dollars in a bus pass. <laughs> like, I just, I can't, I, I don't want to be like, buy this two thousand dollar guitar. Dummy. Totally. Totally. And then like, you know, everybody thinks you're rich. And so people come up to me and they're like, dude, I love your signature guitar, but like, I can't afford it. And I'm like, same. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you know, like, Ola, like, obviously I'm an artist with him, but like, you know, I definitely couldn't if I, if I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I feel it. What are the, what are the bells and whistles on the, on the current guy? Um, well, it's basically like the, the metal model. So I guess, you know, it's still like a production model, but it's, it's a, it's a pretty fancy production model. Like it has the Fishman pickups and it has a gloss finish, um, and different woods, different, different, like, um, I think, yeah, there's a few other things, but when we do the basic model, it'll be like the Bowden standard, the one that they released. So we're going to do like a paint job on that and it's going to have a matte finish instead of a gloss finish and... Yeah, so I don't. I think I'm allowed to talk about that. Well, I think so. Uh, uh, if that if that changes, I can just uh, snip them. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll run it by Ola, but I I think we're good. I mean, I'm sure he would. He'd like to have, uh, you know, some more. Yeah, promo behind it. Yeah. yeah. Or he'll just, uh, you know, be very ambiguous in his response and look like he's gonna kill you <laughs> a very Swedish response <laughs> dude I love Ola so much but he scares the shit out of me <laughs> that's how I feel about like all Swedish people except Per Nilsson <laughs> oh my god he's such a sweetheart I know he's just the best dude ever I love Per Nilsson but most that Swedish people so I'm like are you being passive aggressive are you like I can't read your facial expressions do you hate me you know, I just like I'm just not sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Maybe that's like because I'm probably a little bit autistic and have already struggled with those things, but like <laughs> the Swedes push it to the next level for sure. <laughs> Autism expert level. So. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Night nightmare mode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> man. Uh, I miss Nathan. Dude, yeah, I, uh, same. That's what I have to say. He's great. Bring back Nathan. Yes. Nathan McLeish, 2021. Yeah, I would vote for him. Same. Even though it's it's one year into whatever the next president's (laughs) term is. 
Woo. I'd fucking, I'd do it. Give Same. me that Nathan for president. Same. Just be like, right, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly that. All right, I'm going to read off my, my cue card here. Here we go. Uh, <coughs> tell me about active pickups versus passive pickups. You've never heard this question before, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, Active pickups, I like them because they hold out the sustain when I tap, and I do a lot of tapping, so I like the, having the sustain. So that's my... Uh, I like the way passive pickups usually sound better, um, but I, I do like the Fishmans, so... Hell yeah. Yep. Do people give you a lot of shit for tapping a bunch, or are they just kind of like, "Damn, she's good"? And I mean, I I think the they the I think they give me shit. I mean, it's like you know, it's like kind of the <laughs> autism thing. I'm like, I can't. Are you giving me shit or complimenting me? And you know, it's like, the, <laughs> like when when people that are super nerdy about something are talking to you about something, you're not sure. Like I'm like, I don't know what your angle is. I don't know. Like I think they think that I do it intentionally. You know, that I was like, that's a cool technique, and I'm gonna learn how to do it because it's sick. Um, yeah, but like I just <laughs> suck. <a> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I just suck too bad at everything else, and I do it because it's easy. Dude, that's such a good point. With the like, you can't you can't tell if somebody's making like the the very awkward people who come up to you at shows, and you're like, I can't tell if you're like taking shots at me right now or yeah. if you're just like being interested. really honest or like yeah. I you know I can't tell and it's it's been both like I've had people be like outright making fun of me to my face and I've also had people just being like really blunt like hey I, I see that you do this but I don't like it and I'm like okay <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> have a good day okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either <laughs> bye <laughs> What's uh what's the the best comment you've ever gotten? <laughs> well, I had a guy come up to me after a show and he was like a local guy too who had, I'd played shows with and I just never recognized him cuz he had one of those faces that looks like everybody's face. And so I didn't recognize him until after the fact. And he came up to me and he was like, you know, I really don't think you're good enough to be playing live, honestly. He's like, I don't really understand the hype behind what you do. He's like, you know, I, I get it. Like, you might have some innate talent, but I think, you know, you're just kind of like, I don't think your your ego lines up with where you should be performing. He, like, kind of went on on this whole spiel. And then I was drunk. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, like, had fun with it. Because then I, I, like, this one was nice and obvious. So I was like, this guy's definitely either flirting with me or making fun of me or both. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started, like, going off on this whole crazy spiel. I was like... I was like, yeah, I actually don't play guitar. Like, I'm I'm just waiting to go to fashion school. Like, my grandpa died, and he was a guitar player, and my grandma has cancer, so she just wants me to play guitar for my grandpa. But, like, I honestly hate metal. The only metal I like is grindcore. And I just, like, and I, like, rattled all these random facts off, like, like, I don't know. I was, I sounded literally insane. And then I just walked away <laughs> mid-sentence. <laughs> and then at the end of the show, <clears throat> he came up to me and he's like, he like slapped me on the back. And I was like, you know, I'm really skittish, but I was drunk. So I like drunkenly like lunged and I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. And then like, I saw him like three years later and I didn't recognize him again. <laughs> and I was buying a guitar, like a really weird, like it was like an Ibanez, like uh, Iceman for my grindcore band. And he was like, oh, so like you, I thought you were too good for six strings. And I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? And I'm like, no, dude, I need this to play in my grindcore band. And he like stared at me for a minute and he was like, I thought you were kidding about all that stuff. <laughs> 
And I was like, I could not have asked the universe for a better gift. Like, my joke came full circle in pure honesty three years later. Like, uh, so that was the best comment that I've ever gotten. Okay. You're in a grindcore band? Oh, I was. Um... So, yeah, it, it you know people it, it was messy, but we I was for a while. We were called Birth Defect. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was great. I when was that? I don't know, like probably, uh, maybe like four years ago. <clears throat> oh wow! Yeah, I had my my Ibanez Iceman and a little like like a Mesa combo amp that was actually pretty loud, but way too heavy to carry. Oh, shit. So. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Are you still living that that tube amp life? The the sweet warm uh analog tones? <laughs> um, I can't let go of uh of my angle powerball too, but I've that's the only like big piece of gear, like amp wise, that I've held on to just because I have no space in my current apartment for anything and I can't be super loud, so Oh, okay. What about like a little ISO box or like a torpedo or whatever? They'd probably. Oh, um, yeah, I think Derek has one. Um, oh, I'm just shit. like super lazy. So whatever is the smallest, like dingiest thing that I can make guitar tones like semi passable with, that's usually what I'm recording with because uh, I care a whole that. lot. <laughs> have you tried the neural stuff? Um, I have not only because. I have consistent problems with plugins. Like, any if I have to use a computer to make guitar stuff happen, it's like a bad time throughout. Like latency, all kinds of things, and everybody's like, "Oh, just do this. It's an easy fix." It's never an easy fix. So, un- until I can get my hands on the physical unit, which I'm really excited to try, then I haven't yet. Huh. Okay. Yep. That's that's interesting. Yeah, the the physical unit is awesome. That's what I've heard. I saw it at Nam, but didn't get a chance to like try it out. Dude, it was so funny. I like walked over to the booth and they were like, oh, you're here. Good, good. <laughs> Sit down. Try this. Yeah, that's awesome. You're like, oh, Look. hello. <laughs> and then it was also, it was super awkward because the, the Hapas or Hapas or whatever, H-A-P-A-S guitars, guys, they walked over and they were like, you must play this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. And it was sick, but I was like, I was kind of on a like a time crunch. Yeah. So I played it and then they weren't there. So I just like handed it to a dude. You're like, okay, <laughs> take this. Bye. Yeah. And I felt so bad. I was like, I wonder if that dude just like yoinked their guitar or something. Oh, and like no. I wish I wish I could have talked to him afterward. But I mean it's Nam is like so the worst place to do business. Like I feel you. This year I was running around like everywhere trying to get stuff done and I still didn't meet all the meetings that I was supposed to have. It was just a mess. Oh, you straight up had meetings. Yeah, I mean, I mean as much of a meeting as you can have, like where people are like, meet me at this booth at this time and we'll talk with this person about this thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Busy. Yep. You so busy. Do you think there will even be NAM next year? I'm not sure. It's crazy. Like, honestly, I think... I'm surprised we didn't see a huge amount of Rona come out of that. Uh, we probably did, honestly. Everybody, 
like I'm pretty, you know, observant of the the sick people, and and Nam always freaks me out, you know, because it's like a giant cesspool, and oh a, a gosh, lot of people yeah. walked out of Nam this year with like they were like, oh, it's the worst flu I've ever had, and I know it hit the West Coast in January, so I don't know. I bet a lot of people we know probably had it. Yeah, that lines up. Yep. That definitely lines up. Yep, it's right at the exact time when it when it was really like hitting the West Coast. I have other friends that lived out there that like weren't going to Nam, but they found out that they had it back in January. Ooh. Yep. The Rona. The Rona. Yep. You know, I'm even pretty sure Steve had it. He he. Te- I haven't talked to him in a while, but he texted me a couple months back. Um, <clears throat> and he was telling me he stopped drinking because he got like really sick he got this crazy flu and it ended up being like really super bad pneumonia and it was like in january around that time too. oh my so, god yeah yeah that that's that's the rona yeah dude that's what Holy i said i was crap. like fuck <laughs> oh my god we're <laughs> yeah. one degree of separation from the rona yep absolutely or wait not even there's no separation that's right right I think a degree of separation would be somebody and then somebody, right? Right. I don't so know how it works. We're Something about Kevin contacts. Bacon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, tell me, uh, what do you uh, what do you think about albums versus streaming? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, I don't know. I hate streaming. I feel like it's I get it, like I I know it's it's easy, but I feel like it's devalued uh music for me a little bit. Like I use it, um, but I really miss. Yeah, I miss buying records and sitting down and consciously, you know, putting them in my computer and making playlists and burning CDs. And I feel like you know how like limitations uh, sometimes can be really helpful creatively. Uh, yeah. I feel like that same that same idea when I apply it to like how I approached listening to music, it was more satisfying. Um, I feel like I. I just cycle through, like, I shuffle all my songs all the time. Like, I don't consciously listen to, like, I don't know, specific things that that often anymore. I, I, I'll, really? like, listen to playlists or curated stuff, and it's kind of disappointing because I'm just like, what's the point? I don't even know who the artist is. Like, this is just a playlist that I listen to, you know? <laughs> but you can still listen to albums. Like, the option is still there. <laughs> I know, but, like, it's, like, it's, like, fucked my brain. Like, my brain's like, yeah, but why, you know? And then I'm just like, oh, I hate this. Like, I wish I could just go back to to CDs and, and you know, and I can kind of, you know, Man. but I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. I like, I do not miss like ripping CDs. And then for some reason, the CD doesn't have any like track info. So you have to type <laughs> it all out. You have to go out. find it and go find the album artwork. Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. <clears throat> I miss God. that. You're a, you're a special one. <laughs> <laughs> We we need people like you to <laughs> curate our Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Are you on any uh, playlists? Um, you know, I actually I don't really keep track of any of my stats or anything digitally. Yet. Maybe that's like totally the wrong way to do it. I do know I ended up on one Sumerian Spotify playlist uh, a couple months back, so that's cool. I was like stoked. Um, that's but yeah, I, I don't. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that weird? Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I should probably keep a closer eye on it. It's, I, I feel less inclined because half my stuff is on the label and I'm just like, you know, eh, they'll deal with it. 
So I for your anyways, so for your music releases, are you kind of like set it and forget it, or? Um, I don't know. It's tricky now because, like I said, I'm not. I'm like with the label, but I'm kind of doing music. Uh, like singles and smaller stuff that doesn't fit on the label at all because it's like mostly electronic, right? So I'm I'm kind of in this weird in between space where I don't really know what I'm doing or what I'm gonna do next or you know. So the set it and forget it thing was because the label would handle you know all of that and I probably wouldn't see much return on it anyways. So right. I didn't even care. You know, I was like, well, this this won't affect me and I don't. If it's bad, I don't want to know. <laughs> So, you know, Fair enough. <laughs> um, so it just kind of freaked me out a little bit. And with the, uh, with the electronic stuff, I'm stoked on it, but I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm in a weird spot. I need to, I need to like figure out what I'm doing and what genre I'm in and, and talk to the label and settle some things. And it's, right, it's a mess, right. you know, what are you like mostly working on right now? Um, I'm trying to do like a full dedicated like <clears throat> mostly electronic ep or i guess ep i don't know if i can like legally release a full album so it's again that's kind of messy um gotcha but it, it would be in the same vein of some of the stuff that i did for that little february album month release thing can you release an album under like a different name or something yes but i'd also have to make like probably a different band camp and a whole different you know distro kid thing um that's and I, I'd have no like. So they like I'd have own no your Bandcamp too. They don't own it, but they I can't like release things under a different name on that Bandcamp because of that right now. They have like, it's weird. Like I own part of the stuff on there, and they own the other part of the stuff on there. So like we both have access to my Bandcamp. Like I can upload stuff, um, but yeah, it the streams of revenue go to different places, and there's some stuff in my contract that. I don't know. It's like, it's messy. <laughs> it's yeah. Messy. I was going to say that sounds really difficult. Can you yeah. like automate that or do you have to like PayPal them? Like, no, thankfully like Bandcamp, you can send it to different email addresses. So like different PayPal addresses, thankfully. Oh really? Like depending on album? Yes. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's really cool for that for sure. But uh, I don't. I, it's like you know. I want to start maybe a separate project for my electronic stuff, but then I'd have to build from the ground up again. You know. Speaking of which, um, <laughs> can you explain your uh, your trolling album sales method? My what? Your trolling album sales method. I remember you told me this a little while ago, and I thought it was like the most interesting thing. Like, you make controversial Facebook posts. Oh, and it makes me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a horrible way to go about it, but it works. I like anytime I say something super duper crazy controversial, which I've tried to chill out on because, you know, we don't need that kind of energy right now. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, every time I've said something like super, super controversial, it has benefited me. <clears throat> it's either gotten me more fans. Or it's sold records. Even if people are like, oh, I hate you for saying this. I'm never buying one of your records ever again. There's like five people that are like, oh, I fully agree with that. Here's money. Dude, um, that's so sick. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Uh, you have to walk a fine line with it. I wouldn't push anything that, you know. I'm also a passionate person, so it's not hard for me to be like very passionate about the things that I care about. 
Um, but you know, there's, there's. I think it's also known like you're just like not a dick. You know. Yeah, there's I, a, there's I think a, that helps. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> there's like <laughs> ways to do it, you know, where people can tell that you're being genuine. And then there's like Lucas Mann does. He has an interesting way of doing that too. But I would say it's very different from my way of doing it. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think you know it depends on how you want to go about it and I don't everybody's like oh you're gonna like ruin your image I'm like I have never given a fuck about my image at all like I just don't care like I'm making my art I'm doing my thing if you're on board that's cool if you're not then that's cool and if you don't give me your money that's cool I'm going to college to get a job like I don't really fucking care I am me <laughs> I take it or leave it always have been you know so that's a very uh that's a very lucky outlook to have as somebody who deals with like anxiety stuff a lot yeah yeah, well, thankfully, most of my anxiety is not rooted in how other people perceive me. Like, I don't know why, but uh, most of my, like, inner demons are are very much inner in me things. Um, and I can't, you know, you can't control how other people perceive you anyways. You could be the nicest, most approachable. I've met the nicest, most approachable, friendliest people, and people fucking hate them for no reason. So I'm like, why, you know, <laughs> what? what's the point? Why even try? Like, you know, it sucks to hear people like, you know, oh, fuck you for feeling this way. But I stand behind the things I feel morally, you know, convinced by. I, if I feel like this is a good thing for this reason, then I'm going to do it. And, it, you know, yeah, maybe there's some degree of, like, privilege in doing that i don't know but i'm also totally cool with being broke and shit and you know everything's sucking so <laughs> yeah you you used to tour in a, a minivan <laughs> i was still touring a minivan and then we did uh three tours in my forerunner <laughs> <laughs> with five people that was cool that's so sick <laughs> holy crap yeah you can't take something from someone that ain't got nothing <laughs> 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 like, try me, internet. I've been here for 12 years. I'm not going anywhere until I get oh a job. God. That's so sick. <laughs> and then when I get a job, I'm gone. <laughs> like, fuck the whole internet. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah, everybody, I had this one guy commenting on my shit, and he keeps being like, I don't know why you keep trying to be a YouTuber. Like, you're never going to be a YouTuber. And I was like, okay, well, first off, my videos are on YouTube, so I think that qualifies me as a YouTuber. And second <laughs> off, like, that's totally not my end goal. <laughs> like, yeah. I respect it, and I am not, like, smart enough or committed enough or business savvy enough to do it. I am barely scraping by so that I can get a remote design job somewhere and just, like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> Start your farm. Mhm. <laughs> Where are you starting your farm? I don't know. Somewhere with a good like moderate climate would be real nice. Ooh, yeah, like middle California. Can yeah. you farm in California? Is it too hot? I don't know. I don't really like California's a, a a trip of a place. I feel like even in in the middle of like a field in California, I feel like it would still be too expensive. So maybe I'd have to move in a little bit or go to New That's Zealand or something, you know? I would do like a little Montana action, you know? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's cold out there, though. I, I think, you know, we're screwed, man. No farms. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'll have to reconsider my fever, we're fever delusion. Yeah. <laughs> so do you make most of your living off of like AdSense or? 
Um, it's like a combination of like ad deals with companies directly and Patreon. Oh, you're doing that sponsorship business. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And I think uh, there people are definitely kind of hating me for it, but I got to do what I got to do to eat right now. So I'm doing some ad deals. I'm doing Patreon. Um, I'm making you know a little bit of money off album sales right now and just like miscellaneous studio session work. So. Oh, sick! So you do like. Straight up, like session guitar work and stuff. I usually just do guest work. Um, that's like oh, the majority okay. yeah, 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 of it, yeah. you know. How often are people like hitting you up for guest solos and stuff? Um, like fairly often. It's I I don't take all of them though because it's that's like a lot of mental. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a lot of mental energy. I'm sure you know, you know, and it, it shouldn't be that much mental energy, but it is. And I know I'll just disappoint people if I take on too many. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So I have to really limit the amount of work that I take on, especially when I'm trying to balance it with like what companies want. So do you try and like curate your guest work? Um, like, or do you just kind of go like, yeah, I'll do that one. You I know mean, what I mean? Like, it depends on how desperate I am. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that so like, hard. How, how broke I am. Like, you know, if I'm like, okay, I've had a good month, like I can be picky with the solos I take on. And I also tell people, like, I tell people this straight up too. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't have the time to do this right now and I have to prioritize things. But if you hit me back in like three months when it's summertime and I'm slowing down, I will, I will do you the solo. So I have to like, kind of like prioritize things. But when I'm really broke, I'm like, shit, I'll solo over whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Do you have people like hit you up like months in advance and then ghost? Cause that's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. I've had that. Um, when I was pursuing doing more guest solos, like more consistently than YouTube work, like before I was solely doing YouTube work for money. And it was right. like 80% of the people that would hit me up would ghost for sure. That shit drives me crazy. Like I've worked <laughs> with a couple of bands because I do the audio production stuff. Yep. Where they'll be like, hey, man, hey, we want to work with you in like eight months. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then they're like, so just, just you know, be ready eight months from now. We're yep. going to do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. We'll see. And then like, you know, five months we get five months in and they're like, hey, man, you ready? You still you still good? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He told me eight months ago, so you're you're in my calendar. Yep. And then it like comes up to the eight months and they're like, oh, yeah, we can't afford it, dude. So. Yep. So sorry, never bud. mind. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. oh, cool. thanks, man. Thank you for the eight months that I. <laughs> that you were thinking about this. Like, I'm going to yeah. have to do this. So let me block off time. Yeah. I like. I hate that, but then at the same time, like, I'm such a piece of shit that <laughs> I would be a hypocrite if I was like, man, fuck those people. Because, like, oh, I'm, yes. yeah, I'm the yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, people are like, yo, like, I can't even respond to my friends. Like, how many times did we try to make this podcast happen over the past, like... <laughs> Dude, I was so freaked out. I was like, she fucking hates me, man. No, dude, I don't hate anybody except like this one person from my childhood. Like I'm, I genuinely have only love for my friends, even though I never talk to them ever. It's like the worst thing and I hate myself for it. I'm like, man, all my friends probably hate me because they think that I hate them because I never talk to them. But in reality, I'm just absolutely insane and such a like isolated person that I can't even reach out because that's too stressful. I feel it. Yep. 
that that good good like oh i should respond to that i'll 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 set aside some time later yeah it takes like mental money like i have to like really like save up to be able to respond to super easy things and sometimes i just can't do it some people are like yo so is that a yes or a no and i'm like four months later i'm like sorry that's a sorry that's an apology (laughs) (laughs) fuck that's so real And, like, I feel like I don't know that many people like that. Like, I always see posts on the internet and everybody's like, oh, don't you hate it when people don't respond to you for, like, five months? But, like, I don't care. Like, if, if somebody, like, if I hit them up, even if it's with a paragraph, like, and they don't respond to me, I'm like, it's cool. They're probably going through it. And then, like, I don't ever <laughs> think about it again. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I feel like yeah. I'm just wired bad. I mean, it seems to be working for you, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I try not to think about it too much so that if it's not, then I'm not super stressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you got to play games with yourself. Yeah. I've, oh my God. I, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm not wired right for this reality. It's just, it seems like, uh, it should be a lot easier to just be like, yeah, man, that sounds good. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just like, ah, I got to say just the right thing. And I, yeah. what if they want to respond? So I want to yes. put, I want to put some time aside so that I can have a conversation. Exactly. Because I think that's part of it. I think it's like, I, I dread that they'll respond. Like I'll say something and they'll respond to it and then we'll be having a conversation. It's not that I dislike conversations or that I don't want to have the conversation like with them. It's that like I have so little mental space for anything other than like crippling constant anxiety like the unending (laughs) pressure to die and creativity and like beyond that like I just have no blank spaces so it's like I really have to like actively be like okay I'm going to not be any of those three things for like two hours and then I can text my friends and then if if they want to text back it's done for like three weeks until I can make space again yeah oh my god yeah I relate to that. So I've <laughs> so I've come up with a little thing yeah. that still doesn't work, but <laughs> I've been trying it. <laughs> Which is um every second time I do the oh god, I have to respond to that, I force myself to respond to it. So like the first time you let yourself not do it, but if you notice it again, then you're like, Okay, I really gotta do this. Yeah. Okay, that's I'll try that. The second time is the rule because you still give yourself the one where like, the one freebie where you're like, okay, take take your brain space and like do yeah. what you got to do right now. But yeah, and that's after so that the the first part of this rule is I try and just force myself to immediately respond. Yeah, that's the only way that I can ever seem to get it done. But that only works like twenty percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a real. low success it's rate. So real. <laughs> yeah. And ah. that's why I haven't brought a manager on to help me with this shit for so long. And I, I do like you know, uh you know Dan from the home team. He's like yeah. he's been working with me and he's like he is a genius. Like I don't even understand how his brain operates the way that it does cuz I operate the exact opposite way. Like <laughs> we are polar opposites in how we function and I I'm constantly I think the only thing that lets me even respond to his texts and stuff to like do these ad deals or like is just the crippling fear that he will hate me and I will fuck up something that will make him look bad. (laughs) 
And then I feel so prematurely guilty about it that I like absolutely have to respond because I don't want to make someone else's life suck. Like how I've made my life suck. And that's why I've put off having a manager for so long. Cause I'm like, I'm going to fuck your whole life up. Like you're going to waste so much time on me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's bad. I do find it nice to have somebody to kind of like, even just straight up, just be like, you should, you should really be doing this, dude. Oh, it's a gift. It's literally like a treasure. Like that's, <laughs> the people that can do that are like, I don't even, I don't even know. Like he'll, he'll text me and he's like, here are the five things you have until Friday to do them. And then he'll text me like two days later and be like, do this thing. And I'm like, bless you. Like you're an angel. <laughs> like I would have never thought of that ever again. Just let the email slide into the oblivion and like not made any money at all. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've done that with a, a couple of guest uh, things. Yep. Burning those bridges. It's really fun. I feel. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's even with, uh, I, I started having Ben do like the same thing. <laughs> yep. And that, that was with Ben twice being like, Hey man, please do this for your those own emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what, what punishment <coughs> will it take for me to like be good at a thing? Like to be able to function at like normal person standards. And I'm convinced there is none there. Like there's no level of like homelessness. <laughs> there's no level of lack of healthcare, lack of income. Like it doesn't matter. Like I will hack my way into not doing the thing I'm supposed to do until I am dead. Like it is just like, <laughs> you know, like I just absolutely die on that hill. Yeah. 1, <laughs> yeah. And I hate myself <laughs> for it. I'm like, this isn't what I want as I'm like, you know, sitting in my hundred dollar a month practice space, showering at the gym that I got grandfathered into. Cause my mom's been going for 30 years. So I didn't have to pay for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like That's just thick as fuck though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was cheap. I was living living on the cheap, cheap, you know. And if when you're touring all the time, it's like fuck it, who cares? But yeah, Did no. You straight up live in the in a practice space. Yeah, but I had two practice spaces that I lived in. I would either shower Dang. at the gym or at Steve's house. Dude, well, I guess the other thing is you're also like three feet tall, <laughs> so like you can fit into like that corner. Dude, it's yeah, it was fine, and I can't cook, so like, what do I need a kitchen for? It like had a toilet, <laughs> so like you know, I had a microwave. I lived right, it was right next to a McDonald's. Um, like I said, if I needed to, like, I would shower at the gym or shower at Steve's and crash with friends if I was partying, you know? It was like, sick, it was sick. I did it until I was like 23. <laughs> 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 you know? So, like, yeah, there's just no level of like, make my quality of life go down. I don't care. Like, whatever. Do you ever uh, uh, miss those times of uh, being horribly irresponsible? Oh, so much. Like, there's a there's a sick part of me that, like, thrives on chaos. And I've really had to rein that in in adulthood. Like, I love, like, really chaotic, like, loud, like, just crazy things being surrounded by crazy people doing insane <laughs> shit. And it's just, like, my brain just lights up. I'm like, oh, man, this is, this is nuts. <laughs> you know? And then I just, like, it makes me want to be crazy. And then I just do crazy shit. And, like... Yeah, I really had to rein that in, you know, because it's like, and it's, and I love that because it was so creatively fueling. Like, I'd be like, oh man, these experiences are so novel. Like, oh, my brain is just exploding. But <laughs> yeah, I had to like, you know, you get old and you're like, man, I got to chill or I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and also no one's going to love me like this. Like, I'm a hot mess. So 
Yeah, I had to undo like, a lot of bad stuff. Getting on a motorcycle with the random dude. Dude, he took me to get snacks. It was all right. He was like, you know, That's I'm not so going to kidnap sick. you. I was like, dude, you can. Like, I hate this tour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care, bro. Like, I'm gonna just make it stop. Honestly, that I was fine though. Like, I was having a really, really bad time because, well, I can't. I, there was there was some shit that went. I mean, I call. I think I. I think I even called you about it. Yeah. I called a couple people about it. I was having a really. There's some internal band drama, and I had to do a thing I really didn't want to do. It very heavily disagreed with my moral compass, and then I felt like a horrible person, and I just, it was bad. Yeah, you've had a lot of fun on tours. (laughs) You have a very festive and colorful (laughs) touring experience. Yes, yep. I'd say no regrets, but, like, there's some regrets. (laughs) (laughs) I think I remember one time you called me and you were like on top of the van or something. Oh, yeah. That's because, uh, God, I don't know if I can like tell this story. It's so fucked up. I think oh, you were man. just, you were just fighting with somebody. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was fighting with some stuff that, and I was very sick. I was very, very sick. Uh, and I had a very bad fever, and someone wanted to sleep with me, and I was mad, and then I lost my meds because someone threw them over a th- it was. <laughs> I was trying to give you an out on all the details, and you just <laughs> said all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Well, whatever. And then I slept outside on a cardboard box, and, like, and then the person that was trying to sleep with me tried to sleep with me on the cardboard box, so I was like, you can't get me on top of the van. <laughs> Party. Fucking heroic, dude. <laughs> it all worked out okay. I woke up the next day and I I like I wasn't that sick anymore. So I think I like angrily I cried the I hate cried the sickness out of me. <laughs> That's the dream, dude. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking hate this sick right out. Yeah. <laughs> And I did. That was that was the night. Like everybody else went and did a fun thing. Like I think we were crashing. Um, we were crashing with a friend, and everybody else like went out and partied. And they ended up like going to a strip club. And Steve was like showing the stripper a fidget spinner, and it was like a whole mess. And I like <laughs> no, that was a different. I was there for was that. Was that one. a different night? Yeah. Was that a different night? Same city. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they all blend together. Like I said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it I was remember. just one big mistake. <laughs> that was the that was the the only time I've been to a strip club because everyone else was like, "You have to go. You've never been." Oh my god! And I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> yeah, they're pretty disappointing. I've only ever been once. Uh, I went to go see the Dillinger Escape Plan in St. Louis, actually, and bro, we got what? To, yeah, and we got invited to go to the strip club. And it was like... Oh, I thought you saw them at a strip club. And I was like, that's no, the sickest no. well, thing I've ever heard. I saw them right next to the strip club. So they played the venue. And then everybody that was hanging out like went to the strip club. And that was a sight to behold on its own. Like that was... <laughs> that was... But yeah, no, the, the whole stripper thing, that, that just felt kind of sad. I was like, man, this is kind of bumming me out. You know, I respect it. Like, get the thing. But I also feel sad <laughs> that like women have get to do thing. that to make money. I don't know. I feel conflicted about it. Like, I have friends that are in sex work, and so I'm like, you know, if that's your thing, you know, do it. But I know a lot that are just in it for the money, and they don't like it, and they're sad, and, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's depressing. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I mean, I I respect the hell out of it. I think Dude, it's like— Dude, same. I could never do it. 
at all. Like, I'm such a like aggressive person. Somebody like tried to grab my shit while I was on a stage. I'd like want to slice their throat open. I could. I, <laughs> they have so much more patience than me, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I could I'd be the worst stripper ever. I'd be like just like the bad assassin, you know. There's a <laughs> I think there's a movie in there somewhere. Definitely. Assa- assassin stripper or something. That's probably <laughs> yeah. been done. I don't know. <laughs> probably. Oh, uh, we uh man, we were on track for one of these uh one of these questions I had written down and then Oh no. And we deviated. Yeah, we went way off. I don't even know. I don't even know where we are now. <laughs> yeah, that was great with Steve and his fidget spinner in the strip club. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Those were some real good times. Oh yeah. I mean, the rest of it was terrible, but watching Steve <laughs> sit there with the fidget spinner was amazing. Yep. Yep. It, it wasn't terrible. I don't mean to. I don't mean to put no, down. No. I know what you mean. Yeah. I was there for. At least two of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I mean, yeah. I I think I had more fun on the first shot and cringy tour than you did because I was like kind of one step away from the chaos, you know? <sighs> yeah, that was long. Yeah. The, the shot and cringy. No, shot and cringy was the second one. Uh, right, right. OG Revenge of the Internet tour. Yeah, that's sweet ROTI. Yep, yep. Yeah, I liked that one, but I like I said, I was a step back. Well, now that I'm far away from it, I I you know, it was a good time. It was yeah, it was a it was a time for sure. It was it was like <laughs> that was like one of the like not to me specifically, but like collectively, like one of the craziest, most dramatic tours I've ever been on. Like I was like, this tops real world. This tops like MTV True Life. <laughs> like we have hit peak reality entertainment right here like that's how crazy that one was <laughs> and i'm sorry it was a, a, at the expense of your sanity <laughs> i mean i made it you know you did <laughs> i'm still i'm still sane so we we yep. got them we fucking yep. did it that yep. was uh that was long yep <clears throat> especially the one the one band that was a good time yes yeah yeah i see i even forgot about them until right now yeah I just like blanked that out. The tour wasn't even that fun until they were like gone. So, yeah, that was so interesting. Like the first half, I mean, there was drama throughout the whole thing, but the first half was just like, uh. yeah, that was, there were so many weird problems and that, that didn't need to be problems, weird (laughs) egos that like didn't need to be where they were. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I wonder how a tour would go now that nobody drinks. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't drink on the last, like, three tours that I've done. Oh, shit. Legit? I, yeah, legit. Uh, because I was, like, kind of running the show. And uh, that's a horrible job. I hated it. Oh, <laughs> not yeah. the not drinking thing. Oh, so thing, you were, like, tour the, uh, managing and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I was, like, running the thing. Like, Derek was trying to help, too. But it was, like, it was, it was just, like, you know, trying to handle all the money and the logistics and getting everybody out of the places on time to drive to the places on time. And it's I'm like not worst. built for that. Yeah. I'm not built for that. So I, that's the other reason I'm, I'm like, I'll go and tour with another band, but like, I'm not going to be the boss. I'm not going to be responsible for, you know, people's finances and sanity, you know, and like, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I had an interesting situation on the, the most recent, like the Greylow tour. Yeah. Cause, cause we're <clears> like, 
you know, we're all pretty close, but we're not super close. So like totally. I I had assumed the uh the tour manager duties. And there were a couple of times when it it was like pretty bad because I was trying to be like, all right, guys, we need to fucking go. And they were like, yes, stop telling me what to do. And I was like, "Okay, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's that's the end of this conversation then because whoops. Yeah, it's a whole like it's a job. I don't I hate being the bad guy and I really don't ever want to do it again. And I hate having to make the tough decisions where. There's no easy answer, you know. Uh, somebody is going to get, like, the short end of the stick one way or the other. Like, I hate that. And I try to be as fair and reasonable with everybody and pay them as good as I can, you know. Pay them better than me if I can, yeah. you know. <clears throat> and it's just, it's messy. And also, like, I I, and I was taking all the, these driving responsibilities for the first time ever, you know. Because Steven Siva, like, I'm not the best whoa, driver. Whoa, 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 whoa. And so, like, I'm really not the best driver. Um, and you I had were, to do. You were driving. Oh yeah, a lot, and it, Holy it was. shit. It was bad, and there was one of the tours, like I said, when our drummer dropped off, and the merch girl, she, uh, we didn't ask her to drive, and and she wasn't like she didn't sign up to drive, so she wasn't gonna drive, and then it was just me and Derek. <laughs> And, like, he got the flu and food poisoning, and then I got the flu and food poisoning, and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, so never again. If someone wants me to, like, fill in, like, hey, will you fill in on guitar for me? Like, yes, as long as I don't have to make any decisions or handle any of the money or do any thinking or planning at all, I will tour with you. Like, (laughs) but if I do any of that again, like, nah. (laughs) Oh, man, that was so nice. Going yeah. from going from like I, I mean you literally exactly know this, but like yes. going from my solo stuff to just being the bassist, like even yeah. though I was still tour managing, to have it not be like, you know, if this show doesn't go well, it's it's on you. It's completely All of it's on my you. yeah. The weight of the world, yeah. Ooh, that was the best feeling ever. Yep. You're I like, hey, like maybe I'm this is free. kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my totally. god. It was maybe one of the one of the best experiences I've ever had on tour was just kind of realizing like, oh, this this isn't my fault if it doesn't go well. <laughs> yes. And that's why like I didn't I like I definitely did not appreciate um Steve's efforts. You know, me and Steve had a lot of our like you know, personal disagreements <laughs> um on whatever, and we'll both openly admit that, but God, it was really nice when uh, he was handling all of the the driving and the time management and the load-in times and the load-out times and getting money from people and all of that. And all I had to yeah, do was yeah. just not fuck up and not be too much of a piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was way better. Like, running Words everything myself. <laughs> yeah, running everything myself was an absolute tragic nightmare. I think I took 20 <laughs> years off of my life doing that, so... No Absolute way. tragic nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn. Never again. R.I.P. Oh me handling God. things. Well, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. I guess congrats after all that happening, you're now signed to a label <laughs> as not, a solo project. Touring. Yeah. Yeah, well. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, it's a it's own tricky thing. The, the, a lot of the artists that they have don't line up with like my genre anyways, so it's like the tours don't make sense and i don't know it's i don't know where i belong 
Yeah, that, I mean, that was an interesting move. I could see that they're, like, trying to expand or something. Yep. But I think they need to expand with more than one artist. Because then yeah. it's just like, here's black metal and also Sarah Longfield. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they, like, have my music videos on their channel and people are like, what is this trash? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Saw that one coming a mile away. Yeah, let's put some prog in front of fucking black metal elitists and see yeah. how it goes. Totally. So, like, you know, for a label, like, they're honestly a lot better than a lot of other labels, but, like, I don't, I definitely don't make sense in the mix of that currently, so. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, like, they could just make it make sense by just throwing another band on, and then it's yeah. like, oh, you did it. There you go. I think they tried, and a couple people, like, just didn't want to sign to any label, so. I wanted yeah, to that, try it. Happen. I'm, like... I'm curious for things, even if they hurt me. I'm like, but I want to know. I want the answers. So I wanted to try it and, and see, you know, and it's been, it's been, it's been. It's been. Yep. One week since you looked at me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, like, oh, you got it. You got it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, I wouldn't want me on a label. So, you know, I sympathize with them <laughs> having to deal with me. So... <laughs> You know, it isn't their bad. It's that I'm who I am, and that's a, that's the problem. I think you should give yourself some more credit, Sarah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know about that one. Hey, this is a great opportunity for this question. If you could go back and change something, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it's really hard to say because all of the times that I've absolutely just, like, catastrophically ruined everything— uh, they led me to better things, and uh, I am all a little bit wiser for it. So I don't know if I would change anything, you know? I don't love everything that that has happened in the last, like, 12 years, but it's been interesting uh, for sure. And like I said, I think <laughs> if I did it any differently, I wouldn't be where I am right now, uh, you know? So I don't know. I I'm happy to be, I mean, as happy as, like, it's possible for me to be where I am right now. I have an apartment that's not a rehearsal space. I'm in, like, a relationship that's great. I make art, and I'm in college, so. Hell, yeah. I don't think I would take it back. Even, like, you know, I don't know if I'm happy, but I don't know if anything will ever make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the secret is the pursuit, I guess, you know. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. It's yep. not about the destination. It's about the journey, brother. Right, right. <laughs> Somehow I took like a like a Tumblr quote and turned it into Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting. Yep, yep. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep going on this train. Do you have any advice for your former self? For my former self? Um hmm. I probably should have prepped like these are some kind of difficult questions and I, oh, no, I could have cool. prepped you it's with cool. them. <laughs> you can just cut out the parts where I go, hmm. <laughs> I, sp I don't know. I don't think I do. I Like I said, I think I really just had to, like, do all the dumb stuff or I would not be here. Like, I, d I wouldn't have learned it otherwise. You know, it's stuff that nobody taught me, you know, like life stuff that nobody teaches you. Right. Unless your parents are, like, super self-aware that I just, like, figured out in having no one else to figure those things out for me. And I don't think I would have that knowledge if I gave myself any advice on how to be better. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a pretty awesome place to be coming from, honestly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, I guess it's, 
I learned a lot. I feel like I'm 40, not 27. <laughs> but <laughs> 27 is the, the new 40. Or 40 is the yeah, new 27. Some of them. One that's of them is new. what it feels like. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. More. Here comes more. Yes. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom for those trying to follow in your footsteps? Um, well, I don't know if I would call it wisdom, but if you're trying to follow in my footsteps, uh, take all the opportunities that you can get because you're young and it doesn't matter when you're young because you can do whatever you want and there aren't, like, the consequences aren't as steep. Your body can take it for the most part. Like, your mind isn't going to get any better, so don't bank on that. Like, you know, (laughs) just, like, I think I just took things and did them because I hadn't done it before. Like I said, there was a novelty to it and I think... That's a really good way to learn things and also to, like, mess stuff up. But I think messing stuff up is, like, one of the best ways to learn things. For sure, yeah. Because, uh, you know, people can tell you left and right till they're blue in the face that, like, don't do this. It's dumb. But, like, sometimes you really just got to do the dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're a you're a touch-the-hot-stove kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Uh, maybe do you have any words of wisdom in general for anyone um words of wisdom in general god i don't feel like i'm i'm the wisest but um i don't know i i feel like a lot of people have they put too high of expectations on like what they want to do with their life and they aren't willing to like sacrifice stuff for potential happiness. Like I know a lot of people that are stuck in like routines or they won't like leave a job because they're like scared of this thing. You know, they have this illusion of, of safety Would that, you know, I mean, it is an illusion. Like you're never safe anywhere. Like your job could just like stop happening tomorrow. You know, like the company could shut down. Like you might lose your place that you live. Like all this horrible stuff can happen all the time. So it's like, just do the thing you want to do. Like you might even, I don't know. I mean, I know it's corny, but like we could be dead tomorrow. Like I don't, there's nothing like I've checked off my whole like bucket list. Like my entire bucket list of my whole life is done because I was just like, fuck it at whatever expense. I'm going to do whatever I want all the time. What about I don't even the farm? <laughs> that was a new addition. That wasn't in the original bucket list. I'm having to come up with new stuff. Cause I've already burned out my old list. I think that's a good oh, situation to be in, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I don't think I have but anything, like, like, crazy on my bucket list. Like, I want to break a pane yeah. of glass. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, that would be just sick. Just, like, a big-ass pane of glass. Just, like, Smash you know it. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. But beyond that, I don't think I have much of a bucket list. Yeah, I didn't really either. I mean, I think mine was, like, do music for a living at some point. Uh, like make art, go to college, um, travel, you know, and tour. And I did all those things. So did you do uh, like visual art before music? Yeah, that was what I wanted to do. Actually, the music was like, a, oops, I can't afford to go to college thing. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go. I wanted to go to art school and I wanted to get a design degree and I got in, but I did not get any scholarships and I didn't have the money and my dad sat me down and he's like let's be real you're not gonna get through college anyways and I was like yeah you're right so then I went and got a job at Culver's damn dog and started doing music (laughs) fucking shit 
And then uh, Steve Joe sent me an email because I was making like YouTube videos. And he's like, have you ever thought about like writing your own music? And I was like, no, not really. And then I started doing that. And then I met Steve because Steve Joe messaged me and was like, well, have you ever thought about starting a band? And I was like, no, great idea. So then I messaged Steve because I knew him from a different band that he was in. And was like, do you want to start a band? And then, yeah, you you know most of the rest. So. <laughs> TFC, kind of baby! <laughs> Yep, yep. Dude, what's uh, what's Steve-O doing? Steve-O's doing live sound, uh, and I think that's his full-time gig now. Oh, he's he still doing it. He wanted to do that. Like, yeah, he, like, left all of this just because, like, that's kind of his thing. Like, he's killing it. And Steve is doing live sound, too, last time I talked to him. Uh, he's in some, a couple cover bands, too, that play. Um, that's tight. Yeah. Good times, good times. Just like uh, you know, catching up on these people that the this podcast has no idea who they are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you know, there might be some people yeah. that, that saw TFC. The the dual Steves living their lives. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was a really it was when it wasn't bad, it was a really pretty chill tour dynamic. Like they ne- no, Steve and Steve-O never talked on any of the drives, so it was I was like, literally about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so interesting. They never so spoke a word. Yeah, I was like the most talkative, and I was usually asleep because I was so stressed out and ma- like <laughs> maxed out on stimulus that I was just like asleep all the time. So, that's so wild. Yeah, it was It was pretty... We had, a good, we had a good bad system. Like, interpersonal relationships aside, like... Our, our roles in the situation were, like, absolutely, like, ideal <laughs> in my mind. Like, I don't know about the other guys. that Maybe they hated it, but... <laughs> Dude, I would lose my fucking mind in a van for that long, just, like, silently. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, we we drove you for one of them or something for some reason, and you were like, wow, you guys, like, talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we never talked. Like in like three years of touring, like we never ever spoke to each other in the van. Like I was asleep in the back or listening to music or drawing, and Steve was up front either either driving or co-piloting. I was like not allowed to drive, so like I drove once, and they were like, "Get the fuck in the back seat." <laughs> <laughs> so it was just those two, and they never really talked like ever. And yeah, That's so wild. Yep. Man. Steve's was like the logistics guy and the money guy. And then Steve-O was like the whole large heavy things guy. <laughs> yeah. and, and the smoke weed with people that want to smoke weed with me guy. Yeah. Dude, that's, yep. that's, a, that's a solid dude to have on your team. Absolutely. Steve-O's a gem. <laughs> he only ever had like two bad days on tour. He was always the same emotion all the time except for like two days. And when Steve-O was having a bad day, like we knew to like – just let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's a guy yeah. you don't want to mess with when he's having nope. a tough time. When he was having a bad day, we're like, all right, Steve-O, what do you need? Like, <laughs> Tell me and I'll give it to you better. right now and I will back up. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that's pretty much, uh, that's, that's what I got. Nice. Do you want to plug some stuff? Um, I, you no, know, I don't know. I don't really like have anything direct to plug. I think anybody that's listening to this podcast would probably already know, that's, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's, anything that's that I would point. plug. <laughs> Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Damn, calling it out like that. Actually, I'm curious <laughs> about that. What's your uh do you have you ever looked at your like Instagram or like YouTube analytics? Yes. Is it like 99.97%. No men. fucking way. Are you serious? Yeah, there's like there's like three women. My Instagram ones are a little bit better, but my YouTube statistics are are like a very um masculine place. Actually, literally it's like 99%. Are you serious? Yeah, it's 99% for sure. What? Yep. yep. Holy crap. Yeah. I am I'm really surprised by that. There are almost no women at all. You'd think Somebody, you know, would be like, oh, cool, representation. <laughs> I mean, the women that I, that I like, do know, um, they're, the, they're just, like, the other ones that do it. Yeah. And we're, like, all cool with each other, you know? Yeah, I guess, yeah. You, you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, let me watch everything. That, yeah. Man. Yeah, I think it's just, like, I don't watch, I, and I feel like maybe other, like, women players are kind of like this, too. Like, I don't really watch people's guitar videos. I don't know if that makes me an asshole. Maybe that makes me an asshole. <laughs> but I feel like maybe they don't either, you know? Like, I feel like we just play guitar yeah. and don't really, like, watch it. Yeah, I generally, like, I'm so over guitar videos at this point. Yeah, dude, right? Like, it's just, like, not on my radar at all. I can get down with, like, I'll watch some some Yvette stuff because she does some weird shit. Yeah. And I also just, like, I enjoy math rock, so it's just... Totally. You know, so it makes sense. But uh, did my mic just freak out again? Uh, you still sound good over here. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. We got him. Yeah, for me, it's like, I just don't like the sound of guitar. I don't care who's playing it, guy or girl. I'm like, that sounds like a guitar. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've I been pretty staunchly like, like anti-guitar for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I have been since I was like, Young, I just don't like the way it sounds, like the physical sound of it. Like, I don't mind the instrument; it's a cool instrument. I just think it sounds bad. And you play one, you know, like <laughs> for a living. And and it, actually, I barely ever play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know how like some people are like, "Oh, the oboe is like a pretty gross sounding instrument." Like, they don't hate the oboe; they just hate the noise that comes out of it. How is it? It's like the the least offensive noise. Some people hate the oboe. I went to school with some people that were like, God, I hate the way oboe sounds. Or maybe I'm like, I, okay. like clarinet, I think, is what I'm thinking of. Like, it's maybe. super smooth and like, there's no way you could be like, ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the oboe kind of sounds like a duck. It's super Oh, nasal, yeah. Even. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah I feel like that about the guitar. oboe. Dude. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, I, uh, f- fuck a guitar, man. Don't play it. Don't do it. I like acoustic and like classical sounding guitars. I just don't like the sound of like distorted guitars. I like the sound of synthesizers. Why don't you just make your guitar sound like a synthesizer? I do as much as I can. Well, there you go. We did it. Yep. Yes. Problem solved. Hey, how'd you end up in the in the gent movement? Oh, uh, that was actually by accident. So I did a couple guitar videos when I was like 13 because I was like playing guitar. Uh, like I was taking guitar, like, I don't know. I was just like trying to play it. And I thought everything else was like boring to play except for metal. So I did that for like five videos and I got a bunch of hate. And I was like, this is so stupid. Why would anybody make a YouTube video? And then I was like, I'm going to be a designer. I'm done forever. <laughs> and then like one of the videos kind of blew up and I got to go to a couple like 
shows like as a like a guest or a plus one and i was like oh sick i get to go to free shows so i made a couple more videos and then decided i actually 100 percent hate youtube and i definitely don't want to do it and i definitely wanted to go to design college so i didn't make videos for the rest of high school <laughs> and then i didn't get into college and i was like oh that's this sucks and then uh i met steve and he was like you know you should probably take advantage of this youtube channel that you have if our band is ever going to be successful and, I, and, like, you know, they were metalheads, and I was like, all right, well, then, I, yeah, I guess we'll make metal, and and I'll post YouTube videos. And then he actually gave me most of the ideas for my videos. Like, I didn't want to play a lot of those songs. <laughs> that, was, that was Steve being like, this will get you hella views, and also, well, it'll get us a tour. And I was like, okay, Dang. sure. And he would, like, sit there and, like, make me learn it, uh, which was great, because I wouldn't have done it otherwise. Um, and then he would help me film it. And Damn, then we that's put crazy. The so Steve is like the secret mastermind. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, because <laughs> I would not have done like done the YouTube thing because I was like, I don't this uh, this is dumb. I don't like this. I don't want to be on camera, and I don't like a bunch of people telling me they hate me. Like that's a horrible way to live. <laughs> it you is know? like kind of crazy that that's basically the the job description. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, dude, your job is so easy." I'm like, "Okay, do you walk into your office every day and have everybody look at you and say like, you look like a man, you're ugly, you're fat, I hate your music, I hope you kill yourself.' Like, that's my job. Yeah. Like my boss just makes fun of me all day. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I never really wanted to do the YouTube thing, and then we uh, we met Rob Scallon through that because we were just doing the YouTube thing to get tours or and shows and stuff and rob was like you should be trying to make money off of this and i was like but i hate it <laughs> and he's like but you can make money off of it and i was like okay i'll try and it worked so that's the whole reason i'm here <laughs> 10 years later woo. <laughs> oh fucking woo <laughs> <laughs> Just a big old whoopsie daisy. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just Sarah's just walking through a minefield of like <laughs> success opportunities, and just yeah. and just keeps and going. Whoops! <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> no, literally, like I can't take credit for any of it. Like everything I've done has been at the guidance or suggestion of someone else. Like. Like I said, even the band thing, like a guy from a label that didn't even really want to sign me was like, you should write music. And I was like, great idea, dude. I've never thought about that. And then was like, you should start a band. And I was like, genius. I've never thought about doing that. And then like just people being like, I don't know why you're not doing this. And then me being like, good idea. I should probably do it. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty weird thing. That's I'm good for you. Damn. I mean... <laughs> Maybe. Shit. <laughs> I need some of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely got lucky in, in some of it. Uh, just weird happenstance. I got our first tour offer because I went to Decapitated. Uh, they were playing the Orpheum in Madison with, like, Lamb of God. And all three, me, Steve, and Steve-O, were just, like, drunk. You know what I mean? Like, I think I had just turned 21. You know what I mean? Right. And so I was like, yeah, like, this is sick. And, uh, and the, and the, one of the people like that was helping a different band, he like works at a label and he was helping a different band get a tour. He came up to me and he's like, I've seen your YouTube videos. Like, are, do you want a tour? 
And I was like, yeah, dude, that sounds really good. You know, I was like wasted and I was like on top of Steve-O and Steve was like, you know, it was a hot mess. <laughs> and that's like how You're we got right, our first tour. This is my band. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was that. Like the Blink-182 of Prague. Yeah. I don't think maybe. there's actually any connection other than that yeah, you were say, a trio. Three people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blink-182. Three people. Yeah, woo-hoo. <laughs> cool, dude. <laughs> yep. Well, hell yeah. That's yeah. that's what I got. That's that's the one. Tight. Tight. We got them. Nice. Uh, everybody, go to. Actually, can you explain Miss Smiles for you? Oh, uh, yeah. That was my. That was my AIM name when I was like. 10 uh <laughs> and that was like my first email so that became my youtube name because it was my first email account name that i ever had and then it took like 10 years before youtube let us finally put our real names yeah jesus so, yeah i was 10 when i came up with that <laughs> i'm like <sighs> very happy for you that that didn't follow you around thank you same because generally it's you know, you you just become your username and Bob's your and uncle. You just, yes. And you hate it. <laughs> yes. Or you do yep. something really stupid like make your band name Drusif Stalin's Musical <laughs> Endeavors. Like a 16-syllable <laughs> fucking band name. Hey, it works. It works. It's memorable. You can shorten it up. Oh, it's, yeah, I've, I've fucking killed that shit. It's just Drusif. Yes. Much easier. Yes. And, you know, as unremarkable as the show itself. <laughs> hey, same. <laughs> All right. Hey, there might not be any more shows, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, even if we get through this quarantine, then we have to worry about the inevitable heat death of the universe. Yeah. Which, yes. Which is like, <laughs> we're hot on the heels, you know? <laughs> So, you know, something's going to take us out. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking maybe a uh, maybe a solar flare the other day oh, cuz that would that would fuck us up. True we'd that. be we'd be totally done. All of our money would be like inaccessible cuz it's all digital banking. Like you couldn't even pump gas. We've gas pumps that are electric right now. Oh yeah, it's I mean like all of money is just fake right now. Yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. It's not connected to anything. Like all of our lives are on the computer or on our cell phones like We'd have one tank of gas to get where we wanted to go, and then we'd have to, like, grow our own food or die. Yeah. It would be interesting to see, like, if everything broke down, if people would be trying to, like, get out of the cities as fast as they could, or if they'd just kind of chill and just be like, well, something's got to (laughs) happen. I imagine that they would try to get out, because otherwise you'd get looted. You know, the closer you are to other people, like... Somebody's probably going to rob you for food or supplies. Yeah, but I mean, you know, guns. <laughs> yeah, there's those You're from two. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of those in Wisconsin. <laughs> Sorry, Wisconsin. Yeah, yes, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep. Dude, Madison's tight. Yeah, it's getting less tight. It used to be tight. That's why I left. Oh, man. Yeah, it's super corrupt there right now. So. Oh, corrupt. Yeah, literally corrupt, like evil bad people running the state. Like, oh, that's sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah, very, very similar with Baltimore. There's a lot oh, of like, bummer. 
like there's a, a clear as day uh, body cam video from a cop who they, they go and check this backyard and they don't see anything. So they turn off their body cams. And then uh, that's so fucked. There's a feature on the body cam where it records for like a minute before it turns on or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you see this guy plant cocaine in the backyard. And then that's so fucked. Yeah. He walks out and then walks back in and pretends to find it. What the fuck? And nobody was like, hey, what the hell, man? Like nobody questioned it. They were just like, oh, that's that. That sucks that that happened. Yeah. (laughs) Ugh, our world is so, so screwed up right now. I like, I'm like, you know, people are like, oh, why are you so mad about it? I'm like, I'm mad about everything. Like, I'm not mad about just one thing. Like, there's so many things wrong with our world right now that are unacceptable that shouldn't even be a thing, you know? Oh, my God, yeah. It's like, ugh, I can't even believe it. Yeah, Wisconsin is pretty much the same, um, except it, it like, blends up into, like, the top government Supreme Court people. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yep. I did not know about that. Yeah. I mean, well, we had the Supreme Court uh, shoot down governor. The governor's good. He he got elected and he he tried to stop in-person voting for the election because he's like, that's we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, and so they had a digital Supreme Court meeting over Skype, you know, because they didn't want to meet in person. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they shot down his ruling for that so that everyone had to vote uh, in person unless you already requested an absentee ballot. Oh, that's so sick, dude. And then, yeah, so, you know, basically, <sighs> yeah, it's it's a mess. And there's so many other things. They're, like, I mean, the Koch brothers, like, you know, they own all of that. Yeah, it, I'm not. It's a whole other I'm not, like, super mess. up on that, but I, like, they just, like, own the whole world, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they do whatever they want. It doesn't matter what we vote for. Uh, the people that own property and, and industries and, and big businesses make all the decisions for what happens in Wisconsin. I Even in my parents' like hometown, or, or well, where they still live, there's like a nature conservancy. And they were, uh, a couple companies were petitioning to build apartment buildings on the nature conservancy. And the whole entire city voted no. Like, nope. You're not wrecking the conservancy, and they just did it anyways. <laughs> Holy <laughs> like, shit! Your vote means nothing. Yeah, so it's you. You don't get a say in anything that that really happens in Wisconsin right now. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good, dude. Just disconnect it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it out of there. Poof. There's a lot of that though, so I don't. I I you know, stuff happens. Yeah, no real way to escape it. I don't think right now it's everywhere. I, uh, you know, just, just Joe Rogan it, you know, just say it's entirely possible a bunch of times and <laughs> pretend it's not your problem. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on it. <laughs> yeah. I can't get in trouble if I don't have an opinion, right? <laughs> yep. Is that, is that how that works? This thing. Oh God. How do you feel about all the, the lockdown protesters? I feel like it's selfish. Um, like I said, my mom is a nurse, you know, and I don't, it's like, I don't care where the virus came from. I don't care if it's not as bad as they say it is. It's still here. Clearly. I know people that have it. I know people that have had it. My mom has seen people die from it. Like, so clearly it exists. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be safe instead of sorry? It doesn't matter if it's a political anything. Who cares if it was 
engineered or if it's a whole I don't even care. Like yeah. none of that matters. Like Yeah, even if it was engineered, like people are still gonna die. <laughs> like, yeah, like people are dying for some reason. We know that this will slow down, if not prevent some of the spread for that. Why wouldn't we wanna like I just duh? You know, I don't know. And everybody's like, oh, the masks, like, they won't protect you. It's like, they're not for you. They're for everybody else so that you don't breathe out germs. Like, that's, yeah. the, whole, that's the whole point. That's the only reason we're wearing them. And I blame the CDC for messing that up. Our government was on this weird anti-mask thing for, like, the first two weeks of the yeah. the, protest, or the, the pandemic. And I was like, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> and it didn't. And then they flip-flopped. And they were like, just kidding. Everyone wear masks, please. <laughs> yeah. And now you have... Everybody being like, well, no, you already told us masks are stupid because they're stupid, and I thought they were stupid initially, so why would I wear them now, you know? <laughs> Bleh. Your protester voice is great. <laughs> <laughs> they're stupid. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's that much work. Like, my life hasn't changed that much, except now I get to finally have a so like a valid reason to wear a mask when I'm in a store, you know? like Yeah, fair ooh, enough. It's not that hard. You know, I don't know. I just don't really get it. It seems like, you know, I don't know, white people wanting to be angry about something. Yeah. Like, we need to be oppressed, too. Like, everybody else is oppressed. Why don't we get to be oppressed? Yeah, and there's, you know, white people are angry about enough things. Yeah. <laughs> and Seriously. There's enough other things that they're bitching about. Yeah. It's so, I don't know. And it just seems inconsiderate. Like, everybody that I've, like, you know, had comment on my stuff being like, I don't know how you can, like, take this thing as a real thing. I'm like, oh, I don't know. My mom's a nurse. She might die, you know, doing what she does. She's 60. She doesn't want to retire because she doesn't want to leave her, like, colleagues, you know? Yeah. And to deal with this all on their own, you know? It's just like, I don't know. It's super inconsiderate. It's not hard to just play it Man. safe for a couple months. Well, bless, you know? Big, big <laughs> shouts. Bless up. Mama Longfield. <laughs> Thanks. I know a lot of people in the same boat whose moms are like just about to retire that are like, I know one of my friends, his mom is a nurse in New York City at a big hospital dealing with a ton of COVID patients. And she's like 60. No, thank you. Yep. Those masks do not feel good to wear for any amount of time. And they have to wear them for like 16 hours. All day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they do work 16 hours for sure. My mom is, she still works 16 hour shifts like Oh, like at least once or twice, like I, once or twice every couple, like couple weeks, you know, and it's like, I'm like Jesus, like you can't, you you have people's lives at stake, yeah. and you're working these nurses to the point of delirium, like dude, you know, they have work. like straight up like Sarah Longfield hours working, <laughs> like my it's insane, my uh, there we go, words. A friend of mine yes. is a nurse, and like. <clears throat> apparently they're they're kind of like normal schedule or that they have her on is like it'll be like two closers and an open yeah and then like nothing for like four days but it's like basically just like you're awake for three days good luck yeah are they having her do doing like three twelves in a row yeah yeah i have a friend that works in the er and he does three 12 hour shifts every week and it's like you know <laughs> Eight in the morning to eight at night or sometimes he gets crazy ones where it's like four in the afternoon to four in the morning yeah like, yeah 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 you know, and it's like, what, what, why is that? When, when did that become normal? Like, I don't want a nurse, like, you know, taking, doing heart, sur like working on heart surgery that's been awake for 16 hours, or like, or working for 16 <laughs> yeah. hours, awake for probably 24 yes. hours. Like, you know. Yes, please. That's a go recipe for a disaster. Yeah. Go to sleep before you put the sharp thing into me. 
Yeah, and it's like the, the oh, God. I'm like stuttering because I'm pissed. <laughs> it's like, and one of my moms, like, she used to work with someone, and they died because they worked 16 hours, and they were so tired they fell asleep at the wheel and crashed into a tree and died. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Yep, and they can also bring you back to work like eight hours later. So you can work <laughs> Dude, a whole sixteen-hour like, shift. Yep. I was so off base there. <laughs> you were talking about somebody dying, and I thought you were going to be like, "And they can bring you back to life just to make you work more." <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's like, hold on, you're not done your shift. <laughs> yeah. Get back here. Yeah, it's insane. It's totally insane. That is that is too much. Yep. To give our give our essential workers a break, everybody. Yeah. Don't for be sure. a fucking penis when you go into grocery stores or yep, food like, places. Right. You know, be safe about it. The less people in the hospitals, the less sixteen hour shifts our old mothers have to work, you know? Yeah. And well, and also the people working in the restaurants and the grocery stores are yeah, absolutely. Who are just as at risk, if not more. You know what I mean? Because they see thousands of people every single day. Yeah. God, it's yeah. rough. That would be terrifying. It's been interesting seeing who cares and who doesn't in those right? in those jobs. Not that like I haven't even been into a restaurant since like February, but yep, same. We've been we've been at it for a while. Yeah. In this in this house. Yep. Yeah, I was a little hesitant. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say around February was when... I mean, I, I don't really go out to eat too often anyways. Like, after the food poisoning scare that we had that past summer, oh I was like, God, yeah. I'm done forever. I'm just going to eat soup and crackers out of my house. Like, nah. <laughs> and, you know, with all my digestive issues, like, fuck, that's all I can eat anyways. So we don't really get to go out that... Out that much, anyways. Right oh, I now, didn't know so. you had a uh, digestive issues. That sucks. Did I? Yeah, I was talking to. Yeah, maybe I was talking to Maggie about it a little bit. I mean, I've had like them on and off for a couple of years, but it's pretty, pretty whack. Oh, right that's now. like pre-digestive though, like the esophagus stuff. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have like, I have pretty bad IBS, so I, I just oh, consider okay. them all one big gotcha, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now it's moving up. It's not just not just IBS. <laughs> I can't. Can't it's get taking things down. over my whole body. Too many body. things are coming out. Yeah, it's just like a bad time. <laughs> Maybe we'll get like a clone that just crawls out of your inside. Dude, what I want is I just want to be uploaded to the machine. I don't want to be yeah? in a body. Yep. Dude, do you think, would you prefer that? Like just like digital life? Yes. So you wouldn't be like freaked out or like... Oh, I'd be totally freaked out, but like <laughs> it would be infinitely, I would take the risk to having a physical body. There are too many problems with it. I just have like constant problems. I would love to be out of my body. I could create infinitely. I wouldn't need to sleep. You know what I mean? I wouldn't need to, I wouldn't need to take care of any horrible, bad things. Well, what if it was just the exact same thing, but it was just a, a simulation? Like... Still all the pain and the injection yes. and the diarrhea and the <laughs> yeah. suffering. Like no, yeah. then just off me, dude. I want <laughs> I want digital dreamscape. I wanna be like a, in a video game where I can just make stuff all the time and then live in the things that I make and not ever have to be in a physical body again. That's pretty sick. I would love that. I'd be the first one, sign me up, put my brain in the machine. <laughs> I'm ready. Suck me up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Suck me up. God, that's wild. 
Yeah. Do you ever uh, do you ever randomly panic about realizing that it's entirely possible that we're living in a simulation? I don't panic about that. My panic is uh, more direct to how I'm feeling in the moment, but I think about it a lot. Um, and I don't. It's tough to say because I feel like I feel like there. If this is a simulation, it's different than our like our version of a simulation. You know what I mean? I think it could be like a manifestation of a simulation, but I don't think it's like a video game, you know what I mean? Or like a computer program. I think it's more complicated than that. But I do think that's in the vein of what reality could be. Um, Like in in like a, a very rough abstract way. Like I said, I think there are so many things that we have no understanding of at all that we can't even like a simulation is the best word that we could use to even begin to describe what we're experiencing, you know? Interesting. So, do you believe in like solipsism and stuff? Um, remind me of what solipsism is. Solipsism is like, as far as I know, at least, it's like the concept that you are the only thing that exists and everything else in the world is a projection of your brain. No, I don't believe in that. I think, um, I think that all, like, I think us and animals and and conscious things and maybe even things beyond that that we can't interact with directly or project our <laughs> our human you knowness onto might have some conscious you know level of existence and it will extend beyond this and whatever it is i mean i have i have a bunch of like crazy thoughts on on how things are and they're not based in religion they're actually <laughs> they're all based on my dreams <laughs> i believe my dreams and I think we have parallel universes, and I think time is is a, a weird thing that isn't. Uh, I don't like. I mean, I haven't studied physics or anything, but I don't think it's one direction. I think it's up with up and down and sideways and back and forth and and woven between different universes. And I I think maybe our conscious experience of this whole thing weaves in and out of them and we don't even know it or get to experience it or maybe it's collective or maybe it isn't i don't know uh, yeah I, don't, I, have, I have a lot of thoughts about this i spend a lot of time alone <laughs> i had no idea that's awesome i think yeah, like, I like we've <laughs> like talked about like guitars and strings and shit but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's fucking crazy that's awesome I have, Oh, it's so far beyond that. I have like crazy dreams of this library um, where where everything and every experience that you've had in every iteration of existence that you've lived in is stored. And because you can't bring them with you in any of it, like if you're going to be a human in this next incarnation of whatever you are, you can't like have that knowledge. It, it doesn't work, you know, so you take the you start with like a relatively blank slate and then pick up the information and then you go back to this crazy huge library where everything is stored and in all my dreams there's been like guides and they're like bigger balls of light like everybody's like light or like energy I don't even know how to describe it um and they like guide you but you have options and like I don't know I'm writing a whole book on it it's like all this I think about this stuff all the time I, I my dreams are so insane it's like I don't know I can't even begin to explain it that's like incredible it's really wild. It makes me super disappointed when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> have you I ever like, have you what? ever watched Interstellar? Um, I think I've seen it. I mean, I, I feel like so. you'd you'd remember if you did. Like the end of that movie is like basically what you just described. What happens at the end of that movie? Uh, um, Jesus. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh, I think I remember. It's the the multiple dimensions thing, like, and the guy can go through time through the dimension, and yeah, like he's like in plaid, like in a plaid tesseract, basically, and is like yeah, manipulating time and space to make shit happen. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Um, mine was a little different than that. It, it didn't look the same, but I I don't know. Like I said, I could go on about about some of the shit that I've seen in my dreams for like days. I've had dreams about where I die and alternate universe dreams. And I had one dream where I lived like seven whole years and then woke up and I was like fucked up for the whole week after that dream um, because I like lived every day for seven years in yeah. a totally different reality of myself. Where I was a totally different version of me. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, like I said, I, they're crazy. <laughs> have you have you read about, like, people doing DMT and, like... No, the- I watched, um, what's that one movie, Enter the Void? I watched Enter the Void, but I've never, Oh, like, I want to see that. Oh, it's good. It's, like, it's like kind of sad, but it's good. I've heard it's incredibly sad. Yeah, it's, like, really fucked. I wish I could, I want to read you an excerpt from this fucking... I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but it's, it was this this woman who does DMT and talks about how, like, she experienced multiple eternities in hell. Whoa. <laughs> in, like, the 15 minutes or whatever that she was high. Whoa, she that was, would suck. Yeah, like, it, it sounded like the craziest shit. Or no, Damn. it wasn't DMT. It was, what, what's the name of the fucking... Was it Salvia? Ayahuasca. Ooh. Or no, no, no. It's DMT, yeah, because ayahuasca okay. is DMT. It's like oh, okay. f- four echo or some shit. I don't remember. I just like kind of fell onto it, into it. Right. That was one of those classic like YouTube was like, you want to watch this? And I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I've heard of stuff like that happening with people tripping. I don't know. I've never seen... Like I've never seen a hell in my in any of the dreams that I've had. I've had really shit dreams, but not pertaining to like a, a specific like eternity of like torture. It's all been like dreams where I'm like communicating with my dead friends or like like you know time manipulation, being in alternate dimensions. Like I mean, that's seeing cool as death. Well. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> seeing death. Yeah, that the death one was cool. It's pretty short, I guess. I uh, I woke up on an asteroid and I didn't know I was dead at first. And there were other people there, and I recognized some of them. And there was this pool of water. Um, and I don't know how that worked because it was an asteroid, but whatever. And the asteroid started to crumble around all of us. And you know, so we were like, well, shit. The only thing that hasn't fallen off into space is this pool of water. Uh, so everybody got in the water and it, and it kept like crumbling and kept, and then it started to condense inward. So it was like a cave. So I was in this pool and I had to swim underneath in this underwater cave. And I was like, because I was trying to escape the asteroid, like collapsing in on itself. And I ran out of air because, you know, you can't go up for air. You're in an underwater cave. (laughs) And I was panicking and I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to drown and I'm going to die. And then I, then I like imploded and then I became this like ball of light. And then I floated to the other side of the asteroid. And then I saw like everything for what it was. Like I wasn't confined to my own like human vision, I guess. And I could see like way more colors and way more things that I couldn't see. 
with just my eyes and I could become anything like now that I now that I was this little light thing like I could go into a plant and I was the energy that was like keeping the plant alive and then I could leave that and I could go into <laughs> water and I could just be the energy in the water and you could also communicate with everybody else like instantly like telepathically like you could just like talk to them and it didn't matter where they were uh and you could go anywhere you wanted and be in anything that you wanted to be in so like you could some some of the bodies like stayed in this little like beautiful oasis uh, and just like hung out because like life is hard and they're like yo i gotta chill <laughs> like that was a long life and i need to relax and some of them like shot off to the library to go and like get another life and do something else and yeah i don't know it was crazy <laughs> that yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna have to listen to that again and unpack that <laughs> like another even, couple like, of times yeah i didn't even tell like the whole full thing that's just kind of the gist so there's i have so many like that like i said i'm working on the book trying to illustrate it but it's kind of hard to illustrate this stuff you know yeah like illustrate theoretical uh, dreams <laughs> like yeah I have no clue. Non-existent philosophy. Right. It's tied to nothing. Well, thank you for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You definitely should put that into a book because that is crazy. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. Like I said, I've got lots, lots of, lots of stuff. That's wild. Does that ever influence like your music and stuff? I think so. I think it's all tied together. All my music and art, I think it comes from the same place. And it all comes from stuff that, like, I think I'm just trying to feel the way that I see some of the stuff in my dreams, if that even makes sense. Okay. Like, there's, like, it's like a, it's like, I, th- I think I miss something that doesn't exist, like, really badly. <laughs> and I'm really trying to, like, get back to it really badly, and I just can't. So this is, like, the next best thing. Very, very Buddhist of you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't. I don't know shit. Same. All right, dude. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's a great way to end a podcast, right? I'm out of here. Okay, I'm, bye. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening to this this episode. If you like it, then you, that's great. Yeah, woo. Thanks, Sarah, for coming to hang out and sharing your uh, experiences and good, <laughs> good and bad. bad and otherwise, yep. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I hope I didn't like say anything too uh, unforgivable or out too many ridiculous stories of drama and bullshit. I think it's all terrific. Cool. And yeah. I guess we'll, we'll we'll see you around. Follow Sarah on Instagram at Sarah Longfield. And yeah. YouTube. At, at Sarah Longfield. At Sarah Longfield. <laughs> it's all just my name. And uh, yeah, if you <laughs> just just Google search Sarah Longfield, you <laughs> That'll the, work. That'll that'll do the trick for you. Yep. I was going to see if I could just BS for another, like, nine minutes so we could hit two hours. Good Lord. Oh, wow. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> Shit. We did it!
Yeah, woo! All right, this is it. This is the end for real, right here. Okay, doing doing the end for real. And goodbye. Goodbye.